you think for yourself? We like that around here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. When you look back over the last 10 or 12 years, and this is going to be a little bit of a twist on what we normally talk about here on American Viewpoints. So stay with me for a second because it's relevant. But when you look back over the last decade or so, we are now several years into Obamacare. And politically, there's no appetite to get rid of it despite the massive fight that there was back in the day. So what is working, if anything? What is not working, if anything? And where do we go from here? Because this affects our economy. Obviously, it affects the insurance industry, and it affects your wallet as well. Hey, I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for uh, making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. I am joined now by Anthony Davies. And Dr. Davies is the Associate Professor of Economics at Duquesne University. But I came across this topic when you uh, mentioned it in your Words and Numbers podcast. And I thought, you know what? We're so accustomed to this, uh, Anthony, being just a part of the market now, or maybe not a free market, but it's part of the market now that we have just accepted it as normal. So I think it's actually fascinating to look back and say, okay, well, what is this new normal entail? So when you look back overall, what is it that we have changed in our health industry and in our health availability in this country? Yeah, well, what happened, of course, we were promised all sorts of things. We were There were two major promises. One was we've got this problem of so many uninsured Americans, and we're going to put an end to that. Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, will make sure that everybody's insured. Um, and then we were also promised that our premiums would drop. And President Obama at the time actually quoted a number. He said the average family should see their insurance premium drop by $2,500 a year. And neither one of those came true. Oh, yes, there was that third one as well. If you like your doctor, you can keep them. Well, that didn't happen, and that didn't happen right off. But these other two things, turns out it's kind of a mixed bag. On the one hand, the price of health insurance has not dropped, as we were promised. Now, it has slowed down from the 1980s through to about 2005, the cost of health insurance was rising in double digits, like 10% plus a year, year after year, 1980s through, through 2005. Since the Affordable Care Act, the price of insurance has been rising about 5% a year. Now, before we start cheering and saying, yay, Affordable Care Act, notice that the rise in the price of health insurance actually started tailing off long before. Uh, Obamacare. Starting about 2005, we went back to that 5% a year growth. We, so we had 5% a year growth in health insurance from 2005 through to 2008 when the Affordable Care Act was signed, continue on to 2012 because that's how long it took for the Affordable Care Act to come into, uh, to, to be applied totally. And so it's not entirely clear that the drop in, in the growth has, was due to the Affordable Care Act. But what is entirely clear is that we did not get the decline in the cost of health insurance that we were promised. So that's kind of strike one for the Affordable Care Act. Then we got this other promise about everybody's going to be insured. And prior to the Affordable Care Act, there were about 15% of Americans who did not have health insurance. And politicians pointed to that and said, look, that's a problem. We've got to do something. Today, that number's down to about 9%. So there are, you know, it's not down to zero, which is what we were promised, but 9% uninsured Americans is a lot better than 15%. Except 
What happened if you combine the number of Americans who have insurance with the number of Americans who are on Medicare? That number is the same today as it was prior to the Affordable Care Act. In other words, what it looks like is that those uninsured Americans who are now insured, they're not insured because of the Affordable Care Act. They're insured because we expanded Medicare to cover more people. They're just on Medicare now. So at the end, I'm not quite sure what the Affordable Care Act did for us other than create a lot of hassle and, um, oh yes, it caused you to lose your doctors that you were promised you could keep. We're visiting with Anthony Davies, Associate Professor of Economics at uh, Duquesne University. And when we talk about the slowing down of the growth of the premium price, does that factor in the subsidies that the federal government uh, and other entities are, are are including in Obamacare as well? In other words, has the actual cost gone down or just uh, the bill isn't as big as we thought it was going to be? No, the actual, the actual cost, I, I shouldn't say go down, the actual cost has been rising at a slower pace. Um, and, and that's now the subsidies you could argue should we count the subsidies or not but the fact is we got to pay for the subsidies either way you either don't have a subsidy and you pay more out of pocket or you have a subsidy and you got to pay more in taxes but either way we're paying for those things so I, I wouldn't count the subsidies in either direction but the cost has been rising uh, in in on total some places more some places less okay so we've talked about insurance coverage which is not exactly the same thing as actual health care. We've obviously talked about a lot of numbers. Do we have any information or data that looks at health outcomes? Because a decade or so is enough to start getting an idea of whether or not this has improved or diminished health outcomes. Yeah, and that's not entirely clear. Um, a decade is, is maybe enough to start seeing something, but we've got the problem of the COVID business and COVID for, you know, we have the lockdown and the argument was because of lockdown, fewer people are going to die of COVID because we're not going to be spreading it. And that's true. However, what happened is people stopped going to the hospital for other things. So we're seeing a spike in kidney related diseases here. Canada is seeing a spike in cancer deaths, all due to the fact that people weren't going to the hospital for treatment because they were afraid of COVID or because the hospitals moved their resources out of the treatment of other diseases toward the treatment of COVID. So I think looking at health outcomes is a problem now because of COVID. Maybe come back another 10 years, we might see something better. But I can tell you this, there was an interesting effect on the number of hours that workers work, which is kind of strange. You'd wonder why would the Affordable Care Act affect the number of hours that people work? Because the Affordable Care Act required employers to provide health insurance uh, for their, for their full-time workers. So what a lot of um, employers did is if they had hourly workers, they cut them back to part-time whatever the cutoff is, like 38 hours a week or whatever it is, cut them back to part-time so that the employers didn't have to pay for the health insurance. And you see this in retail trade. If you look at the average hourly, uh, average weekly hours worked in retail trade, it plummets starting about the institution of the Affordable Care Act. So it's almost like unintended consequences are a real thing? <laughs> right. How about that? People respond to incentives. <laughs> oh, man. So when you when we look back and some of these things were predicted by, you know, by conservatives or by people who just tried to call balls and strikes on economics. So in the last minute and a half or so that we've got here, were there any surprising effects, positive or negative, 
that we can trace to the implementation of the Affordable Care Act, aka Obamacare. Yeah, I would say from an economist perspective, there's nothing um, that's that's uh, unexpected here. Economists saw all of this and we predicted it from the beginning and many people would ignore us and they'd ignore people who repeated the things we said saying, you just want people to die. You don't care about people being insured. When in fact, that's not the case at all. We're just saying, look, there are these things that are going to happen and this Affordable Care Act is not going to give you the outcomes that you're hoping for. And lo and behold, that's pretty much what happened. Oh, we did have one outcome that's noteworthy. We now have another huge government bureaucracy that we have to keep fed. Well, nothing goes wrong with that ever, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So I discovered that you were talking about this through the uh, words and numbers podcast. Where do we find that? So people may want to check in with that because you guys come up with such unique angles to so many topics on that. Well, I appreciate that. You can find us on all the podcast players and at wordsandnumbers.org. All right. And uh, your social media, Anthony? My social media, I'm on uh, Twitter, Anthony Davies, and I'm on Facebook and, oh, YouTube. Look on YouTube, YouTube slash Anthony Davies. You'll find lots of videos there. All right, Anthony, good talk to you again. Thanks for being on the program. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Now, speaking of dollars and words and numbers, uh, the entire COVID era has taught a lot of people some tough lessons when it comes to personal finance and uh, being ready for the next bad situation and the next uh, hardship when it comes to money and finances. And our friends at bankrate.com did a survey and it's not gonna surprise you that a lot of people are changing their priorities on how money is handled. Maybe you, we'll talk about that just ahead right here on American Viewpoints.